that we'll be that close by so as to touch our face. And what a day, what a day that's going to be. I want to read this morning in the book of 1 Peter, the epistle of 1 Peter. And I want to look into the second chapter of this book of the Word of the Lord. And I have preached from this second chapter on a host of occasions. One of my favorite verses is found in the midst of this second chapter. And in these verses, of course, I've preached virtually in every verse of this second chapter of second or First Peter. But this morning I want to share something a little bit different to you, a little different flavor from this chapter of the Word of the Lord than what I've ever uh, preached on before. And I hope that it will be a help and a blessing to you as we look through this passage of the Word of God. If you find your place in First Peter chapter 2, if you're able and willing, I would invite you to stand with us and we'll reverence the reading of the Word of the Lord. 1 Peter chapter number 2 and beginning in verse number 3 is where I want us to start reading and we'll read down through verse number 7 just this small portion of a few verses of Scripture to get us a starting place and you pray that the Lord would help us. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse number 3 the word of the Lord says If so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious to whom coming as unto a live or living stone disallowed in Indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you therefore which believe, he is precious. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is become the head of the corner. You can be seated. Thank you for standing with us while read the word of the Lord. It goes on to tell us about that uh, the builders rejecting Him and describing Him as our stone and the foundation upon which we are built, and I am grateful for that. But this passage of Scripture this morning, I want to look at it specifically as the Lord has directed us to today. It pictures the Lord Jesus as one that is precious, and I'm thankful that He is. This passage describes Him as precious. It This passage depicts Him or pictures Him as precious. And this passage defines Him as precious. In fact, the very word precious is a common word that is used in the epistles of Peter. Seven times the word precious is used in First and Second Peter combined. And five times of that is in First Peter in chapters 1 and chapter 2. And then two times in Second Peter in the first chapter, he uses this word precious. Seventy-three times the King James Bible uses uses the term precious that we find in the Word of the Lord. Matter of fact, the whole Bible is precious. This is a precious book about a precious person and a precious people who are going to a precious place. How we're going by precious blood and by precious grace. Amen. The whole Bible is a precious book. And the Word of the Lord said in 1 Samuel 3 in chapter number 3 and verse number 1, and the Word of the Lord was precious in those days. And it is precious in our days. And I'm thankful for that. It is a precious word. In 1 Peter we find in chapter number 1 and verse 7 that our faith is precious. In chapter 1 and verse 
number 19, the blood of Christ is precious. By that precious blood of Christ, it is precious blood. Have First Peter chapter 2 and verse 4 where we've read this morning, our rock is precious. Our rock is not a their rock. Our foundation standeth sure. Our rock is precious. How do we find in First Peter chapter 2 and verse 7 that our Savior is precious? And to you therefore which believe, He is precious. In First Peter chapter 1 and verse number 1, the sharing of our faith is precious. And by that I don't necessarily mean us as sharing with others our faith, though I would say that's precious. But the Scripture says there is a like faith or a common faith that we share one with another and that's precious. It's a precious thing when you come in contact with somebody else who knows the Lord. And when you have that fellowship with somebody else who trusts God and who knows God and who believes God like you do. I had some folks come into my office this week that I've never seen before in my life. A man was a weak and uh, he was frail. He was on a walking stick. His wife had just had a knee replacement and he was trying to look after her and she was trying to look after him. And that they eased into my office and sat down for just a little while. And it was a battle to them just to get from the front lobby back to the office that I have assigned there. And that they sat down across the table from me and began to ask some questions about their insurance business and so forth. And as they sat there for just a little while, it became abundantly clear to them and abundantly clear to me that we had a whole lot better connection going on than anything that had anything to do with financial services or insurance. Amen. I mean, it was one of those things that that it became clear that they knew the Lord. I mean, in just a moment or two, and then they began saying things and asking me questions, and I began answering questions, just answering the question, but they could tell by the way I was answering the question that they were some connect that we were not strangers, we were relatives. We just didn't know about it yet. Amen. And before they left the building, that lady had bowed her head, and her and her husband prayed for me, and I prayed for them, and they walked out the door and hugged my neck, and never met them until this week that morning and 20 minutes later I mean I've got relatives now that I didn't know about and they don't share my color of skin of my friend or background or origin or anything else but and I may not I don't know I may not write their business and I may not ever see them again on this side of Jordan's River but I have pretty good confidence we're going to meet again we're family amen there is a preciousness to this shared faith that we have and I'm thankful that I get to share this faith with the finest people on planet earth. And they are what they are just like I am by the grace of God. And I'm grateful for the family of the Lord. And then in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 4, the promises of God are precious. Whereby giving us a great and precious promises. And so we have exceeding great and precious promises. And we have promises that are precious. And so again, and again, seeing this thread of the word precious, I'm preaching about that this morning. Just preaching about that little term, precious, that we find in the Word of the Lord. And when I begin considering this Word, I realize that the word precious is a meaningful word. And the term precious means to be rare. It means to be in limited supply. It means that it is not easily duplicated. Or maybe that it is impossible to duplicate at all. And my friend, precious is a meaningful word. Precious is 
is a a messaging word. You've heard a lot of talk if you've been listening to the news for the last six months for a year about the importance of messaging. What they mean by that of being able to stay on their message. Talking about it from a political sense. We have candidates who have problems with their messaging. I would argue that they don't really have problems with their messaging. It's not their message that is the problem. It's their morals or lack thereof that are the problem. Amen. But my friend, in this word of messaging has to do with the message that is portrayed. And when we use the word precious, it means something. And that carries with it an implication. It carries with it, my friend, something for people to draw from. There's a specific message in that word precious. And when we hear it, we think of so much more than the direct meaning of rarity. Because precious things are rare, they are also valuable. Amen. And the message of the word precious is value. It is one of value. Precious things are too valuable to be wasted or squandered. They're too important to be wasted or to be cast out or to be squandered. They're too rare. They're too hard to come by. They're too important to accept. That's the message. One of value. And so it is a meaningful word and a messaging word. It's also a momentous word. When we use the word precious, it is a word of high degree. It implies something of great importance. It's a term that is used for something or someone that is greatly beloved. It's like some folks have a tendency to use the word love too often and for the wrong things. My great grandma, she used to say, if there was some food she didn't like, she'd say, no, I don't love a pinto beans. And she said, I don't love pinto beans. And listen, I don't love pinto beans either. I like them. I don't love them. I love my mama. I love my wife. I love my children. I love my church. I don't love pinto beans. I like pinto beans. That made me think when I studied on this, made me think about preacher Johnny Simpson said when he was in second grade, said he went through the school line and they had pinto beans up there on the table. And that's what they were serving that day. And he was so excited. He told the teacher, he said, I'm keyed up about this now. He said, I just love pinto beans. She said, no, Brother John. He said, I said, you don't love pinto beans. He said, we love people. We don't love beans. I said, we love our mothers and we love our fathers and we love the Lord. But we don't love beans. He said, ma'am, you may not love beans, but I love pinto beans. Amen. And there is some things about that word precious that means something deeper. I mean than just to say something's important to me. That to be precious to you would be important, but it's more than that. There is an implication in the Word that cannot fully be defined. There is an implication in the Word that cannot fully be described. That there are a lot of things or people who are important to me, that there are only a few things and a few people that I'd say are precious to me. Amen. I care about everybody. I love everybody. But I'm going to tell you them four girls down at Taylor Circle are precious to me. Amen. I love every church. I love my friend, every preacher. I love every location this morning where somebody is gathered. 
and worshiping the Lord and praising God, but this place and this people at Truth Baptist Church are precious to me. Amen. I tell you, I love and care about a lot of things in life, but there are but a few that I would say are precious. It's just a whole nother degree. It's just a completely different level. When you start talking about something being precious, the term precious is often used in coordination with valuable commodities, oil, natural gas. These things are called precious. Silver, gold, and platinum are often referred to as precious metals. Oh, but the more precious things are not monetary at all. They are treasures that money cannot buy. They are too precious to be sold. They are too precious to be bought. They are too precious to hold title to or to barter or trade. Hallelujah. Oh, but Genesis chapter 24 and verse 53 said about that servant who is a likeness of the Holy Ghost and the family of Rebekah. He said he gave. He gave also to her brother and to her mother precious things. Oh, that's what the Holy Ghost to do this morning. He'll give to us and our family some precious things. Some things that cannot be bought. Some things that cannot be sold. Some things that money cannot buy. I'll say, oh no. It's not what you see that makes me a king. It's treasures unseen. Hallelujah. Bless His name. If I sound like a rich man, it's because that's what I am. My father is rich in houses and lands. He holds the wealth of the world in his hand. I'm his and he's mine. I'm an heir and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. I'll praise God for the precious things. For the things that are greater than what money can buy. I'm going to tell you some friend. Bill Gates, I guess he's still the richest man in the world as far as I know. Last I heard, he's the richest man in the world. I'm not sure if anybody really knows all of that for sure, but the last I was told, last I read, Forbes said he was the richest man in the world. I don't know how much money he's worth. He don't either. My friend, but it's a whole lot. But I'm going to tell you what he can't do. He can't feed the birds of the world. I mean, friend, in less than 14 days, if he were to liquidate his entire, my friend, portfolio, sell everything he had, and buy bird seed, he'd spend less than 14 days feeding the birds of the world, and he would go bankrupt. Amen. And yet, my friend, the Lord said, he feeds every sparrow, he feeds all the fowls of the air, and he's been doing it every day since the beginning of the foundation of the earth, and he hadn't gone broke, and he feeds them with leftovers and scraps, and stuff that everybody else would throw out and throw away, and yet I challenge you, not a single one of you has ever seen a bird starve to death, you've seen them hit the cars, and caught the cats, and shot with guns, but you never saw one starve to death, because God feeds them every day, I'm telling you friend, there are some things that money just cannot buy, they cannot be purchased, nor can they be sold, I say hallelujah for some precious things, I'm glad I know what some things are that are precious, and I'm telling you, the more precious things are not monetary things, and the most precious things are things you'll find only in the Lord. Hello.
Hallelujah. And I'm interested in precious things. I'm interested in more precious things. Amen. And I'm interested in the most precious things. I mean, I want to know those things that are most precious. And so I want to give you a few of them and I'll be done this morning. I want to say, first of all, the most precious person is the Lord Jesus Christ. The most precious person is the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse number 4 tells us about it. After whom coming as into a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Verse number 6 tells us about it. Wherefore also is contained in the Scripture, Behold, a lay inside a chief cornerstone, elect precious. Verse number 7 tells us about it. Unto you therefore which believe, He is precious. I'm telling you, the most precious person is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's precious because He's a living stone in verse number 4. And you see, His life makes Him precious. He is life. Hallelujah. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And my friend, all life comes from Him. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son hath not life. He came that we might have life, and that we might have it more abundantly. He came that we might have everlasting life. He came that we might have eternal life. He came that we might have abundant life. And if you don't have Him, you don't have life. You don't know what living is if you don't know Jesus. Amen. In Him is life. And that life was the light of men. And my friend, the gods of this world are dead. Every human being, every animal, every fish of the sea and fowl of the air, every tree or blade of grass has or will die. The grass withers and the flower fades. But the Word of the Lord abideth forever. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God. And the Word abides forever. He said, Fear not, John, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. He's precious because he's a living stone. Oh, I want to say he's precious because he's a stability. And my friend in verse number 6, it says that he is that stone, that chief cornerstone, laid inside, elect and precious. He's a stone, the head of the corner. He's our stronghold. He's our rock in a weary land and a shelter in the time of storm. Oh, praise his name. How we're so wishy-washy. Human beings change so fast and so frivolously. And yet God is immutable. He cannot change. He cannot lie. He's not on the decline or the incline. He's not growing into the position. And He's not fading out of prominence. He's a constant who never changes. And my friend, He's always been God. And He always shall be God. God's never learned anything. God's never gotten into practice. He's never forgotten anything. He's never gotten out of practice. He's never needed a nap or a vitamin or my friend a trip to the doctor or a dose of medicine. He's just God. And He always shall be God. He's God on the platform. He's God back at the door. He's God in the amen corner. He's God all over the floor. I know God is God. And God will never change. I'm thankful that I have a God 
and my friend in Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And Jesus is the most precious person because of His stability. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Randy is talking about this morning getting old and uh, telling us all about how that he was there in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina when the Wright brothers took their first trip up in the aeroplane. And he is telling us about how he was getting old and so forth. And the times change. Listen, the fact of the matter is we sing songs like this. Time has made a change in me. When I was young, I used to climb all the... When I was just a boy, I used to climb the hills all the day long. I said, but time has made a change in me. I'm not the boy that I used to be. Because time has made a change in me. How we sing that about ourselves. But I'm glad we don't have any song to sing that says, time has made a change in God. Because it has not made a change in Him. Hallelujah, friend. He's stable. You may find somebody that is your rock. Somebody you lean on. Somebody you count on. Somebody you know will be there for you. But tomorrow they may not be even alive, let alone be able to be there for you. But Jesus never changes. Jesus never leaves. Jesus never walks away. Jesus is not fading away. He'll never die. I'm saying He's precious because of His stability. I got a dear preacher friend whose wife, he's at my age, his wife's 39 years old. She's been his rock. He's been preaching since his 15. And they've been married since his like 18 or 19. And they've got grown children and so forth. And here she is. She's his rock. He used that phrase two or three times with me when I was recently with him, talking about his wife. But she has a problem with her heart. And there is a tumor on the top side of her heart. And they said that it could break off and separate from the heart at any time. If it did, her heart would literally explode and just go completely flat. All the blood that is in her heart would just flood out of it and she'd be dead in a matter of seconds. She's like a walking bomb. A walking or ticking time bomb. And she's 39 years old. They're going to go in and the next week and uh, I try to remove that tumor from the top of her heart uh, and to do so so to protect the rest of it and it's a very dangerous and precarious uh, surgery to be had and she's concerned and reasonably so and her husband's concerned and reasonably so uh, and I wish I had the confidence to be able to tell him that everything with his wife is going to be okay uh, and the surgery's going to go well and it's all going to heal up but I don't have that within my power to say uh, what I have told him is that God's got this in His hands. And regardless of what happens, God will never change. And one way or another, everything's going to be alright. The Lord will take care of it. I'm telling you, God doesn't have a tumor on His heart. The Lord is not sick or weak. He's not aging, nor is He changing. He's a rock we can depend on. He's a, my friend, our shelter. He's precious because He's stable. Amen. Amen. Amen.
His stability. And then verse number 7 tells us He's precious because He's trustworthy. Amen. He's precious because He's trustworthy. You see, the Scripture says, Unto you therefore which believe He is precious. How we can believe in Him. We can believe on Him. We can trust Him. If our trust was misplaced, my friend, it wouldn't be precious to us. If our trust was in the wrong person, if the Lord could ever let us down, then it wouldn't be a precious trust. My friend, we'd be disappointed in Him time and time again. But the reason why He's precious to the believer is because He's worthy of our confidence. He's worthy of our trust. He is fit for us to put our belief and our faith in Him. And I thank the Lord for that. I want to say this morning, I'm a believer. And to me, He is precious. The most precious person is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Don't you love it when a preacher does this after preaching 25 minutes? Secondly, this morning, the most precious person is the Lord Jesus Christ. Secondly, the most precious presence is the Holy Ghost. The most precious presence is the Holy Ghost. A friend and family may turn foe, but Jesus said, I go away to prepare your place. And He said, it'll be good for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter cannot come. But He said, I'll pray the Father, and He'll send another Comforter. Hallelujah. When He says He'll send another Comforter, it means the one coming after me is like me. He's made in my image. He's my spirit. And He said He'll come like me. The difference is He'll be in you. He'll dwell in you. He'll abide in you. And He'll comfort you the way I have comforted you. He said the world will see me not, but you'll see me. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, friend. I'm glad for the presence of the Holy Ghost. He sent us a comforter that will never leave us nor forsake us. Deuteronomy 31, 6 said, Be strong and have a good courage. Fear not, neither be afraid. Have them for the Lord thy God. He it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee and nor forsake thee. And there I know that kind of presence in my life. He goes with me. He does not leave me. He does not fail me. Hallelujah. Isaiah 41 and 10 said, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be thou not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Jesus said in Matthew 28 and 20, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. When the sun is shining on your life, there is a more precious presence to have. And there is no more precious presence to have than the person of the Holy Ghost. When the storm clouds are brewing in your life, there is still no more precious presence to have than the person of the Holy Ghost. And when life comes to a close, and death is tearing you in the face, and my friend, you draw your last breath of life in this old world, I cannot think of a more precious presence to have in my life than to be close to the Holy Spirit and to know He'll hold my head as over this river I go and safe I shall be in beautiful heaven I know I say the most precious present that there is is the Holy Ghost praise God He walks with me and He talks with me and He tells me I am His own He 
draws nigh to me. Hallelujah. He's a friend when there's not a friend. I praise God. He makes a way when there's not a way. He lets me know everything's going to be alright. I thank God that I know her precious presence. I'm glad God didn't just save me and say, good job now, son. You go out there and work and do the best you can. A few years from now, I'll see you in heaven. But He put somebody down inside of me. That indwelling person down inside of me. The witness of the Holy Ghost living in me. And to praise God. I don't want to listen. I praise the Lord. I can look back to the 25th of June in 1989 tell you about the night I got saved. But I hadn't got to look back that far to know I am saved. Amen. Hey, hey. I mean, all along the way, there's been reminders all along the way. There's been confirmation all along the way. There's been fellowship. I hadn't got to look back as far as yesterday, Brother Jacob. I know I'm saved. Hallelujah. I'm glad I've had experiences with God today. I just heard from heaven and everything's alright. I'm telling you the most precious presence in the whole world that there could be known. The humankind is the person of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The most precious person is Jesus. The most precious presence is the Holy Ghost. I want to tell you, the most precious promise is salvation. The most precious promise is salvation. Romans chapter number 10, verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. What a promise that is. I mean, I can't do it good enough, enough good works to get there. I can't repeat enough prayers to get there. I can't shake enough preacher's hands to get there. I can't be baptized sufficiently to get me there. Oh, but if I'll call on the name of the Lord, I have a promise that He'll save my soul. That's the most precious promise there is. For He said, For the heart man believeth in righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on Him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the Lord is the same Lord over all is richer than them to call upon Him. I'm glad I've called upon Him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Of all the promises of God, of my friend that God gave who cannot lie, of the fact that He would promise to save us from our sin is the most precious promise of all. Not one sinner need worry that the Lord will refuse to give forgive his sin and refuse to save his soul. I remember when the Lord got down with me in conviction that night. I wondered how in the world would God save somebody as low down, no count, and rotten as what I was, as lost and sinful and dirty in my heart as what I was. Oh, but I'm telling you, friend, I did ever saying find this friend forsake him. No, not one. Our sinner find that he would not take him. No, not one. He said in John 6 and 37, All that the Father giveth to me shall come to me, and he that cometh unto me I will in no wise cast him out. I'm telling you, the Lord wants to save you today. He wants to forgive your sin. He wants to make you a candidate for glory. He wants to receive you into His family. He wants you to be His child. More than you want to be saved, God wants to save you. You don't have to worry about God reneging on His promise and saying, No, I won't do it. I'm telling you, if you'll call upon the name of the Lord, He'll save you quicker than quick. Most precious promise is salvation. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. 
Brother Mordecai and I was talking about it, I guess, this week or maybe last week. The thing that's amazing to me is we don't even have the faith to get saved. Amen. I mean, faith is a gift of God, not of works, unless any man should boast. It's not just that salvation's God's gift. Faith to have salvation's God's gift. Oh, friend, hey, praise God, but He'll give you the faith if you'll just trust Him. If you'll ask Him for it, He'll give you the faith to put your confidence in Him and to believe Him under the saving of the soul. Amen. The most precious promise is salvation. The most precious person, Jesus, the most precious presence, the Holy Ghost, the most precious promise, salvation. The most precious place is heaven. Amen. The most precious place is heaven. Well, I'll say there's no place like home. I like to be able to get home. Getting home is a great relief. There's no place like the house of God. Praise the Lord for the church. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go unto the house of the Lord. There's no place like the church. But I'm going to tell you the very best of home and the best of the church will all be in heaven. And the very worst of home and the worst of the church will have no place there. Amen. I've been to church when somebody wanted to play political games. Have this one wanted to have preeminence. That one wanted to run something. This one over here had their feelings hurt. And if there's nothing to have their feelings hurt about, have they had their feelings hurt because nobody hurt their feelings? And they didn't take enough of them to hurt their feelings anymore. I'm telling you, that kind of stuff is sickening. Turns my stomach inside out. Makes me want to vomit. This is not a place for that kind of foolishness. Have for one person to try to run something. Have somebody try to be the boss. Have somebody have preeminence. Have one person talk about another. I'll tell you how people know that we're His disciples. Is that we have love one for another. Amen. That's exactly right. And if you don't love your brother, then you don't love God. It's just that simple. Amen. My friend, I've seen it at times when church was far from perfect. I've seen it at times when home. There's no place like home. But I've seen it at times when home was far from perfect. I've been here a while back. seemed like the last place I wanted to go was home because everything was falling apart. Every time I'd walk in the door, son, you'd say, that false is broken. And if this ain't working right and this car's tore up, and there's a flat tire over here, and the cat's hair's falling out, and the dog's got the crew. I mean, the cows got out running the neighborhood. That's something wrong all the time. I'm telling you, friend, everything ain't always perfect, even at home. But when we get to heaven, the best of home will be there. And the best of church will be there. And praise God, I'm going to be there. And Jesus is going to be there. Oh, bless His dear name. I'm glad I'm going to that mansion. I'm glad I'm going to that holy hill. I'm glad I'm headed to that mountain. Hallelujah, where Jesus is. Where wipe all the tears away from our faces. I say hallelujah to His dear name. The most precious place is heaven. I tell you, no sin, no sorrow, no sickness, no Satan, no self. I praise the Lord. Hallelujah to His dear name. I've got my focus set there. I say I can almost see the lights of that city. Oh, 
praise God. We're on our way home. Oh, I've traveled many thousands of miles, hundreds of thousands, maybe over a million in this life. In the last year, just about 12 or 13 months, I've put over 70,000 miles on that Buick out there in just over a year. That's a lot of traveling on the road. I've seen a whole lot of places. My friend, I've been as far and so had a great number of states. I've seen the tops of the mountains, the rivers through the valleys, down to the bottom of the Grand Canyon, white fields of cotton, and golden fields of grain. I've seen skyscrapers in the big cities and pretty little cabins out in the woods. But there is a day coming where the most precious place I've ever seen, where my soul has longed to be for many years now, I will come into view. Oh, praise the God of heaven. Brother John talked about topping a six flag seal and seeing the city of Atlanta in a distance. One of these days we're coming and just a little past the top of the hill and just over the hilltop there's a city waiting for us where there's no crime, where there's no smog, where there's no troubles, where there's no sicknesses. Hallelujah. I'll say the most precious place is heaven. And God's prepare your place. And if I go, I will come again and receive you to myself. And where I am, there you may be also. Woo! Hallelujah. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop. It's gone far away. Hallelujah. I'll say I'm going home. And it's the most precious place I know of. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Tim, right now, I live on a dirt road. Amen. But my home is on the street of gold. Right now. And I'm not barely at it all. Lord knows, please forgive me if it sounds that way, Lord. You've been good to me and I want to thank you for that. Right now, I live in a double wide mobile home and it's a nice home and we got a pretty piece of land and I'm not complaining. I am grateful. But what I'm saying is on the other side, I don't have a manufactured house or an apartment or a boarding house. I'm not going to live in a room when I get there. Praise God. You act ugly as a kid. Your parents send you to the room. You just go to your room. I tell you, we're not going to heaven so our Father can send us to the room. Amen. In my Father's house are many mansions. Hallelujah. Bless His name. That things tear up down in my house now. Hallelujah. But there's a place where I'm going that I call home where it'll never fade. Where moth and rust cannot break around. Where thieves don't break through and steal. There'll be no locks on my mansion door. Hallelujah to His dear name. No need for a security system. I know I kind of feel it's the same what a place it's going to be. The most precious place is heaven. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Somebody says, that's not textual preaching this morning. It's sure not, but I've enjoyed it for about a week now. The most precious place is heaven. The most precious presence is the Holy Ghost. The most precious promise is salvation. The most precious person is the Lord Jesus. I'm going to tell you something you may not know about, but the most precious possession is the soul. The most precious possession is the soul. Matthew 16 and 26 said, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Oh, my friend, more precious than houses and lands, oil and gas, gold, silver, platinum, is the soul of a man. It would be an indescribable shame to live through this world and leave this life having neglected the most important and the most precious possession you'll ever have. And that never dies soul. You don't have anything else eternal. And this body's going to be put in the ground. And my friend, houses will fade away. Automobiles will break down. And friends and family will pass away. Or they'll leave and turn on you. And my friend, one way or another, everything else is temporal. Everything that you can see with your eyes is temporary. Everything you cannot see is eternal. Within you there is something that the doctor can't take out. He can do open heart surgery. He can gut you, but he cannot find your soul. That's a place where only God can go. That's a place where only the Lord can abide. That's a place where only God can operate. That is the most precious possession that you have. Here's your soul. How are you selling your soul this morning? How for world and for the world and all that it has to offer. How are you selling your soul? How my friend for worldly goods? Or for a worldly good time? How are you selling your soul this morning? That chase after the things of this life that are not precious, that don't really matter, and that will not last forever. I wonder, friend, are you selling your soul for the things that will pass away? Oh, God, help us. And my friend, to realize that there is nothing that matters more than the soul. You see, the soul is where God's been dwelling. When He made man in the Garden of Eden, He breathed in His nostrils a breath of life, and He became a living soul. Our soul doesn't just come from the bountiful hand of the Lord. It comes from the very nostrils of God. It is the very essence of God's breath, His life. His Spirit is a dwelling. And my friend has been created for that soul. And our soul is precious. Abraham knew that. It's the reason why that whenever he brought Lot along with the king of Sodom out of from out of those other kings that had him captive. The king of Sodom said, you can take everything else. Just give me the souls. Isn't that right? You can have all the rest of it, all the spoils of the war, all of the riches, all the gold, all the silver, all these things. And the king of Salem or the king of Sodom said, just give me the souls. I want the souls. And old Abraham said, I'm not taking a penny off of you. I'm not taking anything lest anybody should say that the king of Sodom made me rich. He said, I'm not taking anything you've got. And you're not taking the souls. Amen. Hallelujah. He knew the souls were more valuable than all the wealth of I tell you, my friend, Sodom is the world. And your soul is still more valuable than all the things of this old world. Than ever.
different thing the world could have to offer. Your soul is more valuable. The most precious possession that you have is your soul. And Hebrews 2 and 3 said, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed to us by them that heard Him? I'm telling you, friends, our soul is so precious. If you neglect that soul, if you neglect the Lord Jesus, if you neglect the opportunity of salvation, then what hope in eternity would you ever have? Most precious possession you have is your soul. I wonder what you'll do with it this morning. I'm finished preaching if you come with a song. Precious. Precious. Are you living for the precious things in life? What things are are precious to you? What things are important to you? What things carry the most weight? I'm going to tell you, if you'll come to yourself and realize what's really important in life, you'll come to understand that the things that are precious are not really even things at all. Have all your priorities been out of place? Has your emphasis really been on the things that really matter? Is your life focused on serving Jesus, living for the Lord, aiming to heaven, laying up treasures where moth and rust cannot corrupt and thieves cannot break through and steal? Have you been chasing after the pretty things of this old world, the fanciful ideas, chasing rainbows and windmills and your life spinning round and round. And down on the inside, you've neglected your soul. Are you sure you're saved by the grace of God this morning? Do you know on the inside that you know Jesus? Do you have peace? Not peace that you're going to be able to pay the light bill next week. Not peace that you're never going to get sick again. But peace on the inside that says, if I go out in eternity tonight... I know it's settled between me and the Lord. That's something money cannot buy. Those are precious things. Precious. Unto you therefore which believe, He's precious. Do you know Jesus? Everybody stand. I'll preach to you what God's laid on my heart. For some, it'll be applied differently than for others. There's lost people in the building this morning. You've just not counted your soul as precious or Jesus as precious or heaven as precious. You've ignored everything that matters and you need to get right with God and you need to be saved. There's saved people in the, morning, in the house this morning that your priorities have been completely upside down. You're so wrapped up in the here and now that you've lost sight of what really matters. The hereafter. There's people in the building you've wasted and squandered so much of your energy on natural things that spiritual things have been neglected in your life. And your walk with God is weak and frail. And you need to draw nigh to the Lord. There's mamas and daddies in the building this morning that have counted other things sadly more important for their children's spiritual needs. There's church members that have seen the importance of everything else except for God, church and the Bible. And it's time again to pray.
Come on to this altar this morning. Do business with the Lord. Sing for us when you're ready. If you need to pray with your time.
I never said anything to her about being a Christian or never even invited her to the little church we went to. One day I took her plate back home. She was out in the yard. She said, would you sit down and talk to me a minute? And I did. Just a minute in our conversation, she looked at me and she said, can you tell me how it feels to be saved? <laughs> I said, Oh Lord, I'll do my best. <laughs> and I told her about the whole thing, how the Lord convicted me. In 1970, all this time I went through. And I said, Oh Lord, I desire it. And I hear these old saints, God, get up and tell them about what they did. <laughs> well, I knew I didn't have that, but I sure did want it. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Get on my knees and 
ask him to show me. Amen. Well, I'm glad today that I got something. It's the only thing in my life my family might just turn on me. But there's one thing about it. What he gave me that night has a total assurance that that's only total assurance I got. Hallelujah. Yeah, man. Between now and eternity. I'll tell you this shirt. Paul said, Don't you know that that soul don't belong to you anymore? Belongs to the Lord. Amen, brother. Amen. And eternity's a long time in hell's heart. Just like the sermon you preached on hell, people need to listen to that. I'm so thankful. And he is so precious to us. Amen. Amen. He's done things that nobody else can do. And we have so many troubles in our home and our families. I was coming home, fixing to come home. Got a little few this time with Cashman and I see you and Tiffany. And Wednesday night, they, my sister and her husband went to church. Got back to church. He sat down in his recliner and died. It was awful. You know, you don't ever know when you're fixing to leave this old world. That's right. You better be prepared. Amen. Because you can put it all here. I'll tell you what, something so precious to me is the Lord has led me to some fine Holy Ghost preachers. It stirs my heart. Amen. It blesses my heart. Nothing else like it. Amen. I'm so thankful for all of y'all. I wouldn't drive three and a half hours if it was the same preaching as it was down home. I just stay out of there. But I'm glad when I come up here, I'm just about totally sure that the Holy Ghost is going to be here. Thank the Lord. Wonderful. Hey. Boy, it's good to be in the presence of the Lord this morning. Hey. It's good to get to be back in church this morning. I say it's been I've been in church a lot in the last two weeks, but I hadn't been here when here last Sunday. And uh, I almost feel like a heathen, been out of church or something. I've been in church probably more than anybody else in the building the last two weeks and I feel like a heathen because I hadn't been here to church. And uh, good to be in the house of the Lord. Pray about the meeting tonight. Six o'clock we'll worship. Fifteen till six we'll have prayer. Pray about the camp meeting starting Thursday night. Thursday night through Saturday morning. Try to come for the whole thing. You'll enjoy it. It'll be a blessing. We're going to have fine meals, fine fellowship, good singing, wonderful preaching, great time in the Lord. Be good to get to see some of our friends we don't see, but just at this meeting, you know, once a year or so. Be a great time. You come. Pray about it. Bring somebody that's lost. Bring them to the house of God. Tell them they won't even know what you're talking about. You tell them you're going to go to camp meeting. 
They won't even know what you're talking about. Tell them to come find out. Tell them we'll feed them a fine meal. Fellas, just come. We will. Going to be good eating going on. And, I mean, if you don't like the kind of food they're going to have, it's just probably because you don't like nothing. I mean, because we're going to have good eating. And uh, so you come, be a part of it. You're going to enjoy being in the house of the Lord. And uh, so Thursday, Thursday night. tonight.